Hello and welcome to the Relationship Anxiety Podcast. I'm your host, Mikkel, and today we're talking about the avoidance. Hi friends, what's up? Welcome to the podcast today. I am very excited to talk to you guys about this special series that we're going to be doing over the next few weeks on attachment styles. So this is something that I have, I've talked about briefly on podcast episodes here and there. Um, You know, maybe it's something you've learned about as you have done research on relationship anxiety. Um, But I wanted to spend some time just talking about it here. Because one, like these attachment styles are how we as humans connect and build bonds with other humans. So the style you have is going to play into not only your relationship with your parents and caregivers or friends and family members, but also ultimately your romantic relationship. And understanding more of um, how your attachment plays into some of the anxiety that you're experiencing. So specifically, the two styles that really create and impact relationship anxiety are avoidant attachment and anxious attachment. Today, we're going to be diving into avoidant, but stay tuned for the episode on anxious attachment. So first, what does having an avoidant attachment look like? Someone who has an avoidant attachment has a strong desire to keep people distant. Um, You know, they may really value people and connection and friendship and be very friendly, outgoing people, but they are really uncomfortable with very deep and personal intimacy. So they might be someone who has a lot of friends and, you know, while enjoys interacting with a lot of people or maybe dates around a lot, has a hard time when the relationship becomes really close. Um, An avoidant attachment might feel safer in the beginning of a relationship where it's just brand new and just for fun and the partner isn't asking much in terms of trying to connect deeper or um, asking you to be really vulnerable um, or make next level commitments. It just feels fun and light. So someone who's avoidant might be really comfortable in the situation of the beginning of a relationship. Or even with the idea of being with someone. Sometimes, even as an avoidant, the starting of a new relationship can be really uncomfortable. But the fantasy of someone that they're not with is very natural and exciting and fun and doesn't feel scary. Um, Because they are focusing on someone who's not actually in the moment trying to be close with them. Um, So sometimes what that looks like is they maybe might get really hung up on a ex-partner 
and putting that ex on a pedestal and thinking how that ex was so perfect and the one that got away and um, because again the ex is not currently with them and trying to get close to them or it might just be a very very specific idea of the one so avoidance tend to more than any other attachment style have very specific pictured idea of what exactly they want their future partner to look like. They have very little flexibility in terms of their partner being able to look different than that. Um, So I definitely fall in this bucket of avoidant and many of you I'm sure some of this might be resonating as well but what this looks like is as an avoidant, you just really have a very clear idea of like, okay, this is what the person I'm going to be with should look like, act like, um, how their personality needs to be, what their intelligence needs to be like, their career. Like you might have a very specific picture of this person and other attachment styles, like someone who's secure is going to be more comfortable with letting go of or shifting that idea whereas someone who's avoidant is going to hold on to that idea very closely and have a lot of distress when their partner doesn't match up with this so what that can look like is you know if maybe you notice moments where you find yourself really nitpicking your partner's appearance or personality or constantly looking for flaws in them this actually really could be related to your attachment style Because if you are avoidant and you feel safest when people are not really, really close to you, then nitpicking and finding flaws with them and looking for reasons they aren't right is a way to distance them from you, is a way to keep them at arm's length. It keeps you from letting them in too close and having to be vulnerable with them. So this is something I saw for myself not only in dating, but even just in friendships, that I was someone who was very okay with having lots of different friends, but I didn't want to have a really close best friend. I just wanted to have a lot of like surface level friendships where we could have fun and laugh and have it be easy versus some of the intimacy that, you know, having a really best friend or boyfriend can require of not just having it be fun, light, and easy all the time, but also opening up to the hard stuff and the negative emotions that are going on for you. And a lot of times avoidance don't have much tolerance for negative emotion. So when they have negative emotion, it's easy to put it on your partner or to, um, you know, just credit it to, okay, the relationship's not working. This is why. Um, or maybe if you're in a moment of fighting or disagreeing or communication isn't flowing, that rather than using that as an opportunity to become closer to your partner and build your bond is we might use that as an excuse to pull away, to run away and just give up on the relationship altogether. Because again, being distant feels safer. Because in a relationship, it brings up all of these negative emotions sometimes. And rather than learning how to work through them 
as an avoidant, your tendency might be the moment stuff feels hard is to run. And even if we stay in the relationship, as often there is this desire to be with your partner, you you know that they are a great catch, but you are just so caught up on what if it's not right? Ultimately, because you're afraid of being vulnerable and you're afraid of letting them in. Avoidance are afraid of being hurt. They're afraid of losing autonomy in a relationship. Um, so a lot of times, you know, maybe if you've had the fear of what if I get trapped or what if I lose myself or what, I, what if I feel stuck. That can be because as an avoidant, one of the things we most value is our independence and our freedom and our sense of self, which is a really beautiful thing. But we don't know how to hold that sense of independence and self along with being able to belong and connect with another person. We're afraid that it's one or the other, even though we really deeply desire both, but are really afraid that we can't have both. And so a lot of times we're so afraid of losing that autonomy and independence that we might just run away to make sure we can at least maintain that sense of freedom. Avoidance might also be afraid of getting hurt. The deep down, that that's why a lot of times it just seems easier to stay distant from your partner or not really open up to them or risk the relationship not working is because you're afraid that they might hurt you. Or on the flip side, maybe you're afraid of hurting them. Like if you let someone in really close to you, that you might not actually be safe. That you might say or do something that could cause a lot of emotional harm for your partner. Or, as an avoidant, another fear often is that you might be afraid that people might see you for who you really are. And when I say that, I don't mean who you truly are (laughs) as much as you're afraid of how your brain negatively thinks of you and that other people might see you in that same negative light. So I know for me, this definitely played a role in not wanting super close friends or relationships was I was afraid of other people finding out that maybe I'm a bad person or that I am unworthy or unlovable. Whereas when you keep people more distant, it's a little easier to pretend. It's easier to put up a facade and portray what you want, right? To put on that image of perfection. When you let someone close, it means opening up and letting them see the flaws and letting them see the parts of us that aren't as lovable. And if that is something you're really afraid to do, then it makes sense you're going to push your partner away and be more comfortable in more shallow relationships because you can continue pretending and trying to hide all those aspects of you that seem broken. 
The reason these fears often come or avoidant attachment is developed in general is because of previous experiences in relationships. A lot of times when we talk about attachment theory, it's in terms of relationships with your parents or your caregivers um, when you're really young, but it can also be from previous relationship experiences you've had with friends or even dating. Um, So often avoidant attachment tends to correlate with having a part, a parent or partner or relationship where they are emotionally unavailable and unresponsive. And so you learned over time being in that relationship that being with someone who, you know, we as humans naturally crave that emotional connection, which avoidance do, they want it deep down. It's just they're not sure how to get it and they're really scared to try to get it and it feels dangerous and it feels safer to not, even though they want it. Um, which is why even with all of these desires to nitpick and find flaws and ways that we push our partner away, we might continue to keep fighting for the relationship because deep down we know we really do want an emotional connection. It just feels terrifying. So ultimately, like a lot of times it's because we learned in a previous relationship that while we wanted that emotional connection, this other person was not available to give it to us. They weren't as responsive or available as we needed to be them to be. Or maybe they had very little tolerance for our own negative emotions and moments where we showed our flaws. And so we learned that it was safer to depend on ourselves and it was safer to hide our emotions and repress them and not show our flaws. So the beautiful thing is Our attachment styles are flexible. We're not set in them. And ultimately, the ideal attachment to create as you work on your anxiety is becoming a more secure person. Um, Someone who is able to have that desire for autonomy and independence, like you do as an avoidant, as well as being able to be close to someone, being able to feel comfortable. And again, we might a lot of times as avoidant think, okay, well, I just need to find the right person in order to do that. But really what it looks like is becoming more accepting and loving of the flawed person in front of you. Not running and not redeciding whenever it feels hard or uncomfortable. Choosing to connect with your partner even when it feels unnatural or when it feels awkward or it feels scary to us. As well as giving yourself space to do the things you love, to be your own person, to have independence within the relationship. As an avoidant, you might feel so convinced that you have to give up your independence and be trapped (laughs) with this person in order to have a relationship. But really, you ultimately as a human being are going to have the most thriving relationship when you are able to make room for being yourself, 
having your own interests, your own wants, and creating closeness with your partner. So that's on avoidant attachment. We'll be back with you next week on anxious attachment. Stay tuned. Bye.